we are not just one soul existing in one body in this lifetime right now. In fact, we have what's called an oversoul, which is the umbrella of our soul. And the umbrella of our soul is made up of each lifetime that we have lived in um, on this planet. Our soul, perhaps maybe we've had 50 lives or 100 lives or 1,000 lives, um, and all of those are contributing and giving back to our oversoul. And our oversoul is the one who directly reports to God, to source. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmet. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello and welcome back to the Art of Living Well podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Before we dive into today's episode, we just want to remind you to sign up for your 15-minute health transformation audit. This is where we bring you, our community member, onto the show to guide you to identify what's holding you back from achieving your ideal health and wellness. And together, we will analyze with you so that you can walk away with a tangible action step that you can implement into your life immediately. We love doing these episodes. We love bringing you onto our show and meeting our listeners. So click the link in our show notes or head over to our website, theartoflivingwell.us, and sign up for your 15-minute health transformation audit today. Marty and I are so excited to share today's guest, Emily Logan Lewis, also known as Emily the Mystic, who is an intuitive mentor, a spiritual teacher, and Akashic Records master consultant. Emily's on a mission to soften shadow work and help high-achieving old souls heal, as well as reclaim their intuitive gifts, manifest their dreams, and experience the most joyful life while doing it. She is an expert in mediumship, past life regressions, meditation, the Akashic Records, tarot, hypnotherapy techniques, quantum healing, and other spiritual practices. Emily is living proof that you can change your life in a split second and is known for making the most aligned, purposeful, freedom-filled life possible. In a nutshell, Emily will help you get clarity to get to the next level of your life, whatever that means for you. Marty and I have both done Akashic Records readings with Emily and were blown away by the insight that she shared, which is why we wanted her to come on our show to share her gifts with all of you. So in today's episode, you will learn what are the Akashic Records and how can they help us become our highest self. You will learn how to get in touch with your own intuition and use your psychic gifts. We dive into the topic of spirit guides and how we all have a team of spirit guides here to help facilitate our life experiences. And she talks about how we can start working with our own guides to find the answers that we're seeking from within. We are all intuitive and have certain psychic gifts, and we can access these through the Akashic Records and through meditation, which we'll dive into and talk about today. Really, Emily is here to help you understand how you can live the most aligned, purposeful, and freedom-filled life. And really tap into your intuition to find the answers that you need to spark more joy and fun in your life. 
Emily also tunes into how Marnie and I have known each other in a past life. So you'll definitely want to listen to this entire episode to find out super interesting piece of information. So without further delay, let's dive right into this powerful conversation with Emily the Mystic. Hi, Emily. Marnie and I are super excited to have you on our show today. We connected with you online, and then both of us have experienced an Akashic Records reading with you, which was quite moving and really honestly had a profound impact on helping me make a pretty big decision recently. And you clearly have a lot of very unique gifts, and we can't wait to share these with our listeners today. Yay. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So before we dive into the interview, we'd love for you to share what is your one non-negotiable to start each day? Oh, I love that question. So for me, of course, non-negotiable is getting enough sleep. Sleep is a huge thing for me and the work that I do. And if I'm not getting great sleep, then it really affects the quality of how I can show up and help my clients and even my intuitive gifts. It really affects everything. So making sure that I'm getting to bed at a good time, making sure I'm doing my nighttime routine, the house is cold enough and getting that good quality sleep is essential. That's feel the same. So great. (laughs) I mean, I, I can't do anything without my sleep. I'm like a total wreck. One night of lack of sleep and I'm in trouble. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about your gifts and what you're going to share with everyone. And I'm like, wow, I can't imagine trying to do what you do without a good night's sleep. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I used to work in the corporate world. And when I was working in the corporate world, I would get up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym and I would have this really intense day. And then I would get like five or six hours of sleep at night. And I have no idea how I functioned at that time. So now that I'm able to like be in, be an entrepreneur, have a, a very open schedule where I can get that nice eight hours of sleep a night, it has made such a huge impact on me and how I feel. Well, Emily, we would love to hear how you came to uncover your psychic gifts. And you just mentioned you were in the corporate world. How did you change careers? And just give us a little snapshot of that, all of that in a in a nutshell. Yeah, absolutely. So I was fascinated by and obsessed with spirituality from a very young age. I was literally eight, nine, 10 years old, and I would watch TV shows about psychics with my mom. I would go to the bookstore and I would read books about spirituality, even as a kid, which is just kind of an odd interest (laughs) for a child to be into, but I loved it. And I always wanted to be psychic. That was this thing I had. I had books on how to be psychic, and I always wanted that to be me. And what I didn't realize was because we're taught in our society that a psychic is somebody who can see ghosts and who has this like vision where they're able to physically see psychic phenomena. I've never had that. So I always thought to myself, well, I guess that's just not me. I can aspire to be psychic, but it's just not a gift that I have. And it took me later on in life when I went through what I call a spiritual reawakening actually during the pandemic, to start realizing that my intuition and my intuitive gifts are a little bit different than what we're traditionally taught in the way that they show up. Uh, My psychic and intuitive gifts come through my claircognizance, which is clear knowing, so I just know things, and also my clairaudience, which is clear hearing, so I will hear things in my mind. 
And so learning how to work with my intuitive gifts as an adult, working with different teachers, I began to realize, wow, I actually was having psychic experiences as a kid, but because no one helped me train or showed me what that was or what was going on for me, I never was able to recognize that in myself. So that's a little bit about my uh, spiritual journey. And during the pandemic, I was actually working in the corporate world. However, because of the pandemic, I started working from home. And at that time, I was working on building a business actually in the health and fitness coaching space. So I was working in my corporate job. I was building this health and fitness coaching business, and I was studying spirituality and intuition. And eventually, I felt this major call to pivot my new business into focusing on spirituality, and it totally took off. And I started doing readings for my fitness coaching clients at the time, uh, which was really fun for me. And my clients loved it. And I started getting a lot of attention on social media and was very lucky and fortunate that my business was able to help me quit my corporate job. So I've been doing this work now full-time for the last two years, since 2021. And it's been just so much fun and such a joy. What a great story. And I love hearing these, you know, a little bit of a pandemic silver lining. Totally. This came together (laughs) during the time that you were working your corporate gig from home. So that's really cool. So let's dive right in. I mentioned in the intro, you know, Akashic Records. And we did talk about this previously on one episode, but it was quite a while ago. So for those listeners who are not familiar with this work, can you explain what are the Akashic Records and how can they help us become better versions of us or become our higher selves? Absolutely. So the Akashic Records are a non-physical, multidimensional, high-frequency energetic library of information about every soul, everything ever in existence. When I first learned about the Akashic Records, I thought that they were this like can physical you, can library. Can you say that again? Yes. Like it's such a <laughs> it's such a mouthful and it's such a, a lot mouthful. to process. And like I I feel like our audience needs to hear that mouthful one more time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So they are a non-physical, energetic, multi-dimensional library. So the way that I liked the analogy that I like to give is that the Akashic Records are like a cloud storage library of information about our universe, about every single soul on planet Earth, about every event that's happened on planet Earth. Um, And the Akashic Records being a non-physical library, so meaning it's made out of energy. Um, This is sort of like the the basis of quantum physics comes from. Uh, Because it's an energetic library, I use my psychic and intuitive senses to tune into that energy and pull information about my clients that I do readings for. Wow. I mean, that's overwhelming. Just someone listening that has no idea. So like, there's information (laughs) about every single person and every single event that's ever happened. It's just out there, but most people can't tap into that. And you have gifts that allow you to tap in for very specific people, which is what happened when Marnie and I both did readings with you. Well, and so interestingly enough, I, I kind of believe that everybody has the ability to tap in, but they just... I don't even, I mean, I'm not saying you don't have a gift, but I just think people just are on different levels of, I don't know if what you want to call it, their spirituality or whatever. And they, 
but I suspect that everybody could figure out how to tap into their, their own gifts and do some of this. Absolutely. And I personally believe that we are all intuitive and that we all have access to psychic gifts and intuition. We just need to learn how to work with them and maybe work with a mentor in order to um, figure out how to open them up. But we all can absolutely access the Akashic records through meditation, um, through focused intention setting, asking questions. And the reason why I chose to start working with the Akashic records is because At the time when I discovered the Akashic Records, I was doing mediumship readings and I was doing psychic readings. So what are those? Mediumship is connecting with loved ones on the other side. And psychic readings are basically giving people intuitive guidance for what's going on in their life. And I felt like the readings that I was doing were kind of scratching the surface of what I had access to about the person that I was reading for. Like, for example, let's say a client would come to me and they would say, I'm really frustrated because I want to move and I can't, for whatever reason, I can't find the right house or this move is just not panning out the way that I want it to. In a psychic reading, I would tell them, oh, well, you know, here are a couple of reasons of what's going on. But in an Akashic Records reading, I have so much more access to information that I can help the client discover, oh, well, You made a past life contract that's making it difficult for you to move to that specific place, or you made a vow of isolation, and so you're not meant to live in a city in this lifetime, or any other number of reasons multidimensionally that could be contributing to whatever resistance is coming up for them in their life. So interesting. so cool, because there are times when someone desires a certain thing, whether it's like a new job or moving to a new city and it's just not happening for them for many reasons. And you're like, why? I'm trying, I'm putting myself out there. And it would be somewhat, I mean, maybe you're a little disappointed, right? But somewhat nice to know that maybe there's a a reason, like a higher purpose or something like you said from your past life. So instead of trying to force what you're trying, what you want, you can just accept there's some like acceptance and maybe there's some like relief and freedom in knowing that. And then absolutely, maybe you can help guide them with maybe what they could be Mm -hmm. considering is an alternative. And one of the big points and one of the big important parts of the Akashic Records is that our intention is always focused on what do you want to create for yourself? Like, where do you want to go? What do you want to manifest for yourself? We believe um, that we are all creator beings, meaning that we have the possibility to create and manifest for ourselves whatever we want to create. And so working in the Akashic Records helps us to kind of reverse engineer that by figuring out, okay, what are some of the energetic blocks and resistances or past life reasons or um, uh, many other things that can come up that could be blocking you or a client from creating the outcome that they want for themselves. Or also realize that's not really what, what they want in the first place. And maybe what they think they want is based on a belief that they've received from their parents or from society or from religion or any other external uh, source that has conditioned them to believe that they need to have a certain outcome. Hey guys, we wanted to tell you about one of the products that both Marnie and I use every single day, which is the plant-based amino acids from Keon. 
We've both been drinking their super tasty aminos every morning for many months, either before, during, or after our workouts, which really help to produce more energy, stimulate muscle growth, and help with recovery. The Kian aminos contain all nine essential amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein and important for overall health. And they now have convenient travel packs, which we both took on our recent vacation so that we don't have to go a day without our aminos. We both love that there are no artificial ingredients and our favorite flavors are cool lime and mixed berry. But Kian has many other products that we enjoy as well. My teenage son and I both take their creatine on the days that we strength train, which I mix with the aminos. My husband enjoys their mold-free coffee every day, and my family also uses their premium grass-fed whey protein isolate powder in our smoothies. So if you're focused on getting high-quality sources of protein and building lean muscle for optimum health, then we highly encourage you to head on over to www.getkion.com. That's K-I-O-N. And use the code Art of Living for 10% off single products, 15% off bundles, or 20% off a subscription. I am such a big fan of Kian that I have their aminos, their coffee, and creatine all on subscription to maximize my savings and ensure that I never run out. So who came up with the Akashic Records? Like, where did this come from? Do you know? So there are many channelers out there who teach different methodologies and methods for tapping into the Akashic Records. I don't know who the first person is to ever okay. tap into them, though. Um, but it's just I think it's so interesting when there are so many different channelers and psychics who are able to tap into the same frequency of information and receive similar answer like, similar information who named them the akashic records like how do you know how far back that goes so the word akashic is sanskrit for the energetic substrate of which all of life is formed so akasha oh, okay that yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah so akasha is literally the energy of life so when we're tapping into the akashic records we're tapping into the energy of which all of life is formed yeah, and it's interesting because I probably only heard about this maybe two years ago. And yeah, it was on one of our too. former podcast episodes. I'm like, why haven't we heard of this before? And I think the other important thing to realize is that it's not a human-made thing. We want to come come at it from the concept of it being like a human-made thing, but it's actually, if we're thinking about it multidimensionally, there are actually ascended masters and spirit guides who work in the Akashic Records and who keep the Akashic Library. So there are uh, higher frequency beings who kind of preside over this Akashic Library per se. Um, and they're the ones that I speak with as the channeler when connecting to the Akashic Records. I was just going to say for someone who maybe isn't religious or mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know if I would say spiritual, but they may be would be skeptical of having a team of spirit guides. W what would you say to help them like, not necessarily believe, but I guess kind of believe that the Akashic records could still, you know, opening them up could still help them guide them on their path or whatever. Does that make totally. sense? Totally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I would say a couple of things. I would say it's one of those things that you have to sort of wake up to, like you're your consciousness has to be ready for it and ready to receive it. And if you're just not there, then 
you know, no stress. I am not in the business of converting people or like convincing people about the work that I do. It's just something that I find in the spiritual community, people wake up to it and then they become intrigued by it. And then they buy the book about the Akashic Records and then they kind of find their way. So it's something that you sort of find. Uh, but for anybody who is like thinking about, oh my gosh, spirit guides, do I have a spirit guide? What does that look like? Um, I believe that we all have a team of spirit guides, not just one spirit guide, but a multitude of guides a lot of us in religion are taught about guardian angels and the fact that we have guardian angels who watch over us um, and who can protect us from harm in certain situations. Um, and that is absolutely true. And they are not just our soul spirit guides, but they're actually part of our whole team of guides. Um, and they are here to help facilitate our life experience so that we can be nudged along the path that our soul chose to take in this lifetime. And I think, and Emily, I'm just thinking back to like my experience with you when I did a reading and it's, you know, sometimes there are things that in the back of your head, if you were, if you really had quiet time and you were meditating and you were being intentional, there's probably voices in the back of your head telling you, you maybe you should do something or should not do something. And then when you tap into these records, it almost like it solidifies what you probably knew in your gut. If you, like Marnie said early on, all of us have these abilities. It's just how do we tap into them and be and being ready and being open and receptive to it. But there Absolutely. were very unique things that you said that were so specific to me. And maybe you can even touch on like path, like you're able to talk about people's past lives. And I know not everyone believes in that. Mm -hmm. I personally do believe in past lives and that's all part of these Akashic records, right? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So part of uh, what the Akashic Records teaches is that we are, let me think of the best way to explain this. So we are not just one soul existing in one body in this lifetime right now. In fact, we have what's called an oversoul, which is the umbrella of our soul. And the umbrella of our soul is made up of each lifetime that we have lived in um, on this planet. So our soul, perhaps maybe we've had 50 lives or 100 lives or 1,000 lives, um, and all of those are contributing and giving back to our oversoul. And our oversoul is the one who directly reports to God, to source. Um, and so the, the purpose of life and the purpose of being you know, on this planet going throughout the course of your lifetime is to learn specific things that your oversoul is uh, has a specific purpose that it wants to learn about. And then all of that information, you are returning back to, to God and to source energy, which contributes to the whole. I just, I find this very fascinating. And, and I think, you know, it's when you feel like there's things you want to accomplish or why you're not doing something and there are these maybe roadblocks or, you know, I think as an entrepreneur, you start, you can com easily compare yourself to other people and why you're not doing something that they're doing or you're not having the success or what have you. And understanding maybe in this lifetime right now, you're not meant to do that work mm -hmm. because of something that happened in the past or maybe just not right now. Maybe it's, maybe it'll happen 10, 20 years, but there's other things that you are meant to do. And it's just like, kind of tapping into your soul and what, like you said, the, the oversoul that's mm -hmm. looking out for you based on your past lives. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, and so in our past lives, could we be any kind of being? We could be a tree, a dog, a whatever. Um, not necessarily. What I have found is that human souls tend to stay human souls and animal souls tend to tend to, to stay animal souls. Um, but we can have past lives where we were different genders, male, female. Um, we can have we can even have lifetimes where we are in between lives, helping people cross over, helping people plan for their next lifetime on Earth, um, training in between lifetimes, learning different things, going to spiritual classes per se. And yeah, and all of that helps us to prepare for our next lifetime here. You know, the other thing I find kind of interesting and just thinking about people that you interact with and family members, you know, think about like, I'm one of three kids. I have three kids. Marnie has three kids and they could all be so different. And people are always like, how can three children from the same parents be completely different? Like from a personality standpoint or their strengths, this to me explains a lot of that. I don't know what your thoughts are. I'd love to, because we've had different experiences in different lifetimes. And that's why they may be so different, even though physically they could look just like the parents. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I personally believe that we're the sum total of all of our lifetimes. So all of our quirks that we have in this lifetime, the weird things that we like, or our phobias, the things that we don't like that we can't stand, that also is coming from our past lives. Like for example, I have a niece who is eight years old and she is deathly afraid of chickens, like cannot go near a chicken, like can't even stand to look at like a, an animal figurine of a chicken. And she's had no negative trauma with chickens in this lifetime. Nothing bad has happened. So that has to come from a past lifetime, in my opinion. And I also have uh, a nephew who's 10 and he's such an, what we call an old soul, right? We say that all the time. Um, (laughs) And what does that mean? That just means that it's a wise soul who has had a lot, a lot of lifetimes and a lot of different experiences. And that's why they have such a more advanced perspective on the world than uh, some people do who are the same age. Well, and it's funny because I, I really see that in my kids. Like I have two kids that I would say are very old souls and one that's a young soul. I think I was a young soul as a child. Maybe now I'm not as young of a soul. I like to think, <laughs> um, but I see it with my dogs. Like I literally mm-hmm. had a one dog that was an old soul and one that was a very is a very young soul. So I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. And also too with with animals, like we travel like through lifetimes with our animal, with our with animal souls. So like pets that you have in this lifetime were definitely pets of yours in past lifetimes. And that's why people have such deep connections with their pets. Mm-hmm. That's super interesting because I hadn't thought about that before with the Mm -hmm. pets. Maybe talking a little or shifting gears a little bit, authenticity. So why is authenticity so important and how does it connect or influence different aspects of our lives and how can it help you manifest what you desire? Yeah, I love that question. So uh, my whole brand, me as a person... I built my business on authenticity and being my true authentic self. And what does that mean? That means being who you really are without caring about what other people are going to think of you um, and with letting go of 
some of the projections from our society, from other people around us that have taught us that we need to act a certain way or dress a certain way or show up in a certain way and letting go of all of that and really returning to who you really are. And that's who you were when you were born. So the moment that you're born, you are that person, but through your schooling and through the belief systems of your parents and through so many different aspects of, you know, what we call nature, our environment, um, all of that kind of gets in the things that we've been through. Um, all of that kind of gets layered on top of who we are authentically. So to me, the journey of authenticity is peeling back those layers of letting go of all of those layers of programming and conditioning and belief systems from other people and really returning to who you really are. And so what I believe is that the more authentic you are, meaning the more true you to you are, the more true you are to yourself, the easier it's going to be to follow a path that's meant for you. And the because of that, when you're following a path that's meant for you, whether that be a career or a relationship um, that really feels authentic to you, it's going to be easier for you to attract the right opportunities, people, circumstances, et cetera. And like we were just talking about with the Akashic Records, if we're, you know, what what I was saying before, we we choose a plan for ourselves in this incarnation. So if we're following that plan, it's going to be easier for us to navigate that and to manifest the things that we want. Well, it seems like things would just happen a little bit more effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you're working so hard for something that's not happening, that's to me like a sign, like maybe that's you know, even if you're trying to plan a trip and there's just like five different roadblocks to planning the trip with dates and flights and hotels and that sort of thing. It's like, well, maybe I should pivot and look somewhere yeah. else, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's funny because even when you see a sign about something, I do believe that they're coming from within. Like you're manifesting that sign deep down. That makes sense. Yeah. And the, the universe is always going to reflect back to you right, what's going exactly. on internally. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it may seem like an outward sign, but really there's something in you that's creating that sign, if that makes sense, or n- making yeah. you notice that sign because your body knows that maybe that trip isn't the right thing for you or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I was just going to say in the Akashic Records teaches us too that there are unlimited possibilities for healing. And so if we have been through a lot of challenging circumstances in our life or roadblocks or obstacles that have taught us that we can't do things or that we're not worthy of our desires or that have uh, created belief systems that we're not good enough or we're not perfect enough, The Akashic Records gives us the opportunity to heal those things and let go of those beliefs so that your internal reality becomes a match for what you want for your external reality. So letting go of that belief that I am not worthy enough can help you become worthy of what you want. And then it will show up in your external environment. So how do you work with people to tap into that from a healing, like just give the example of healing and being worthy. How do the Akashic records and really work working with you in particular, how can that help someone? So Like I was saying before, we focus on an outcome, a goal, a manifestation, something that we want to create, and then we sort of work to reverse engineer it. So working with a client, maybe they say they present to me that they want to manifest a new home. Um, We would take a look at, okay, what are some of the 
things that have happened in your past, both in your past lives and, and in this lifetime in your childhood, that could be energetic blocks for manifesting that home. So it could be uh, belief systems that you're not good enough of having the home that you want. And what we do is once um, what I lead my clients through a little bit of a meditation experience to discover what are the memories or um, experiences that you've had that have created that belief system, and then we heal it. And the Akashic Records being this energetic library, the idea is that everything is healed and cleared across all timelines that belief system is gone and therefore you're a step closer to manifesting that house. Interesting. Okay. So I have a really maybe out there question for you. I love it. But have you ever experienced like in a dream, like in a sleep state where you're like going across timelines or like you feel like you've entered a different dimension? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. I even ask what I'm trying to describe. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And the dream world is the perfect example of us and our soul tapping into other dimensions, like other frequencies. The Akashic Records is a dimension. It's a frequency. Where, where we go in the dream state is called the astral realm. So when we're dreaming, we're tapping into our soul is literally going there to the astral realm. Um, and our subconscious mind creates the things that we end up seeing in the astral realm when we're, our soul is energetically traveling. So some people have really unbelievable dreams where they're traveling to different dimensions, realms, places. Um, and sometimes people have dreams that are more down to earth with what's going on in their life now. And that's because the subconscious mind is creating a dream experience in order for them to receive a message or yell or whatever it is. So I think it's super interesting. And like my husband has these wild dreams, like on a regular basis, like so out there, I can't even begin to describe. And he's like such a like conservative, even killed kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. These dreams. I'm like, what's going on? You have like this alternative world yes. you're living in when you're sleeping. <laughs> Okay, that would be something to, interesting to untap yeah. a bit, Marnie. Yeah, except that he doesn't believe in any of this. So I love that. You mentioned that you could key into how Stephanie and I maybe have known each other in a past life. Yeah, let's do we, it. Should we do it? Yeah. Yes. Okay, just give me a couple minutes to tune in. And I have both of your permission to tune in to your energy. Okay, you do. Yep. Yep. Okay, give me one second to do that. Okay, so uh, what I'm being shown is that the two of you had a past lifetime, actually super interesting. They're saying specifically in Tokyo, Japan, and the two of you were sisters in this past lifetime. And it's really cool because they're showing me that the two of you had this obsession with food in this past lifetime and like cooking. <laughs> And um, this feels like a more modern lifetime. So if it wasn't your last incarnation, it was one of the last couple. And there's this like emphasis on cooking food that's not necessarily from Japan, like cooking more Western food or like being very creative with, with your cooking and the recipes that you were making together. But there's like a family aspect to it. I don't know. I don't think you owned a restaurant, but there's some sort of like 
you were always cooking together and sharing food with the people that were important to you. Oh my gosh, that is so interesting. So Emily, at this point, our listeners are probably really intrigued about maybe even how they can start tapping into their own gifts to experience joy and have more fun, which I know is just part of your overall you know, mission within your work. So can you maybe share how you could start working with your own spirit guides and find the answers that you're seeking from within? And I know you kind of mentioned like meditation or intention setting. Yeah, absolutely. So the first piece of the process is really cultivating quiet time and space for you. That's kind of the hardest part, I feel like for most of us, and myself included, is to create quiet free time to tune in to yourself, even before we even get to spirit guides. It's like, okay, how can we cultivate a process where we can go inwards for a few minutes a day and just like check in with ourselves internally and how we're doing? Um, So one thing that I teach my clients with when it comes to intuition and the psychic gifts is that if they want to connect into their spirit guides and their intuition, we need to get rid of all the mental chatter and all of the stuff that's going on up here first. So I have them cultivate that quiet practice where they're taking a few moments for themselves and then they're doing a journal dump where they're getting out of their head and onto paper all of the worries, the fears, the anxieties, the stress from the day and from the week that may have that may be clouding sort of their intuition from coming through so that's a really great practice for you to try and then once you've done that going into the meditative state taking some deep breaths and just setting the intention to connect with the spirit guide is the best way to facilitate that process and make a connection i have a a meditation that's for free on my YouTube channel that's called the Spirit Guide Meditation. So people can check that out as well. I will send you the link. Um, And doing that meditation can help them facilitate a connection. And we'll link all that up. That's great. That's really helpful. Mm -hmm. Because so people can find you. Do you want to share where people can find you? Yes. So I'm Emily the Mystic on Instagram and Emily the Mystic on YouTube. And also you can find me on my website, emilythemystic.com. Awesome. So as we start to wrap up this conversation, I thought maybe you could share an example of a client that you've worked with over the last couple of years and how you were able to get them to tap into their intuition and really live a more aligned and purposeful and joyful life. Yeah. So I would love to talk about my client, Erica, who I worked with for six months, a little over six months uh, last fall. And at the time, Erica was a, a new spiritual business owner. She had felt like she wasn't gaining a lot of success and traction in her business. And she also just felt like things were, weren't unfolding as quickly as she wanted them to. Um, so I helped her by working in the Akashic Records. We did a lot of past life work. We did a lot of childhood healing from this lifetime. We helped her gain a lot of confidence in herself and in her gifts. And since I worked with her, she has gotten engaged and she also manifested a spot on a TV show. Um, And her TV show episode just came out, which was super exciting. Uh, She's also had a ton of business opportunities come through. She does readings for a local business where she lives. um, And she's had a lot of financial success since we worked together. So that's been just so fun to see her evolve um, since we spent so much time together. Super cool. Yes. 
Um, so Emily, as we wrap up this question, sorry, as we wrap up this conversation, one question we like to ask all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? The art of living well means allowing yourself to live in the present moment and really just enjoying life, taking it day by day, step by step and enjoying the process of just life, finding those little things that bring you joy, whether that's your cup of tea in the morning or getting outside and being in the sunshine, getting fresh air, just really doing, allowing yourself the time to do the things that are meaningful for you and that bring you joy and cultivating that sense of presence and really just being present in this moment right now and not worrying about the past or what could happen in the future. Hmm. Beautiful, simple, hard to do, but (laughs) I think, I think that's a great one for all of us to aspire to. Yeah. I know myself. I'll speak to myself (laughs) personally. No, the sun is calling me outside right now. Like I know I I haven't set foot outside today. And um, I think I'm going to take a tip from our reading together to ground myself every day. And I'm just going to walk, walk barefoot in the grass. Love it. Yeah. Maybe sit out there and eat my lunch and yeah. Yay. Sounds good. Well, Well, thank thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. This was very fun and have a great day. Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well. Thank you.